0: Hi everybody, this is Why My Parents Worry About Me, I'm Muna,
1: And I'm Taylor, and you're listening to a podcast where we spin the globe, land on a random city, and share stories of true crime, folklore, and a touch of paranormal that truly make our parents worry about us. How has your week been? Good. I tried something crazy. They're called, um, actually they don't have a name. It's just a little candy shop next to the main strip of our little town. And I tried chocolate-covered potato chips. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was gonna be good because I, I like realized my love for chocolate-covered pretzels. Oh, again after not having them for so long. And I guess I was that was like, a
0: good combination, salty and sweet.
1: Yeah, and I was like, it'll be salty and sweet, and I love Lay's potato chips. But I'm pretty sure these are not like name brand potato chips that they dunked into chocolate. I'm not like a potato chip connoisseur by any means, but I think. There's just some potato chips that taste better than the off-brand ones.
0: I would call myself a connoisseur because I eat all types of chips, and I can give you my opinions on all of them. So, And
1: your opinion is, it's gross.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's nasty. Yeah. Uh, chips should be eaten either by themselves or with dip.
1: Okay. I not res- chocolate. I respect that. I respect that.
0: What's another weird thing you like to eat? Anything else? Um, Some people have weird combinations of foods that I don't understand.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't really, I don't think I have anything crazy. I think people think it's gross that I have peanut butter on my everything bagels, but I don't think it's that crazy. I mean, that's more normal. I'm
0: pretty bland in my food choices. Yes. I'm
1: very bland.
0: Which is interesting because you do like hot sauce and stuff. So you do like some spicy food.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we have pickles that have... I don't know jalapeno we do hot stuff but do you have any um any foods that you think is weird or strange or I don't know
0: I mean okay so I'm kind I don't like to say I'm a picky eater because I'm Mm -hmm. really not I'll eat anything like I've been eating salads since I was like three years old (laughs) yeah
1: that's crazy to me um,
0: (laughs) like I love pretty much all food but I can be really picky about the
1: food Mm -hmm.
0: so like for example like I really don't like soft foods um have I talked about this before? I don't think so.
1: Yes. So I, with I, me on a personal level. But I don't okay, think we've ever yeah. talked about it on the podcast.
0: I like I, when I say soft foods, like I so if I get a package of raspberries. I mm-hmm. got to squeeze each one to pick the hardest one. <laughs> <laughs> um and then I put all the soft ones in the container and then my mom's like, "God damn it, Mona, are you?" Kidding? <laughs> she like knows where I fit. Yeah. Um or like I only eat green apples because I cuz green apples stay um under ripe longer. Okay. And I like underripe apples because I don't like when they're, like, too ripe or ripe. Interesting. I don't think they taste as good. Yeah.
1: So what's your, like, are you a banana eater?
0: I hate bananas. They okay. make me gag. Okay. That's fine. I'll, like, eat them and stuff. Like, I like that taste. Yeah. They just make me gag. I don't know. I'm just really weird about certain foods. And, like, I'll eat it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'll eat a soft strawberry or something, but mm-hmm. I prefer it not to be. Right. Um. Sometimes I eat eggs, but then I get freaked out by them. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'll be in the middle of eating eggs, and I'll be like, Ugh.
1: Never mind. It's okay. I respect Nasty. that. I respect that.
0: Do you ever like, I don't know, because sometimes I are like slimy or like if mm-hmm. I have too much of that. like the not what's it called? The white stuff around the yolk. I don't know what's called. Egg whites? Yeah, egg whites. I'm like, and it's not cooked enough. I'm like, mm, yeah, not a gross. fan.
1: I only eat my eggs scrambled. My mom <laughs> do not eat over
0: easy or anything. I don't.
1: It freaks me out the I don't know, the slime that comes out of the egg. I'm like not about it. Do you like um, doubled eggs?
0: Because I actually love doubled eggs they're okay
1: but yeah (laughs) i mean i feel like i could have one
0: yeah because there's no slime they're like boiled
1: (laughs) that's the problem is the i think we have a sensitivity to texture and i agree like sometimes i really do like mcdonald's breakfast and my favorite is the egg and Mm -hmm. cheese bagel that is gone because of covid which is upsetting um but they sometimes their eggs are slimy and it no, like, I know. really oh. grosses me out
0: <laughs> struggle I remember one time I ate one because I was <laughs> so hungry but it literally killed. even just thinking about it right now makes yeah. me like want to like gag a little bit
1: Mm-mm.
0: no I'm so no. weird about no. it yeah it's gross Ugh. no honestly I think a lot of people are weird about eggs it's just like I don't know because they just like don't almost seem like they should be eaten at some points. but then I'm like eating it I'm like it's fine
1: I think also if you have a scary, a scary experience with an egg you, like, remember it. It's not like, oh, like, I can forgive the <laughs> yeah. egg. It's like, no, like, what if this happens again? Like, I don't ever want to experience this.
0: And, like, that's a big source of protein for me, so I'm like, ugh.
1: Yeah, it is. I think I a lot of vegetarians won't eat eggs, but I do eat eggs. Yeah. because Protein is hard to get. Honestly,
0: and I have a big problem with, like, trying to get iron and stuff sometimes, so ugh. yeah, but eggs. Um,
1: Meanwhile, I'm on, like, so many dietary pills. <laughs> I'm like, I have... Right now, well, because of COVID, I have um, uh, zinc and vitamin C, mm-hmm. and then I have vitamin D, and then I have like a one-a-day multivitamin that I take that's like- supposed to have every 100% iron for you me. You sound like so, my mom. <laughs> yeah. I have like, I don't know, four or five pills that I have to take now, which I've never done, but as a close to being 25-year-old, I feel like I must be healthy about my lifestyle choices
0: now See, i should try i really don't take any pills a day um yeah and i just I used to started take biotin but since i start getting mm-hmm. my nails done i don't want my nails to grow too fast because then i gotta pay for it <laughs> yeah well you just got your nails done do you want to talk about that Yeah, i did just get the nails done um they're just like I love for em. um new year's they have like little drips on them in gold maybe i'll post them on our story um, yes you must and yeah i get my nails done like every two three weeks especially like during mm-hmm. covid i since I have nothing else going for me, ever, <laughs> it's the one thing that makes me feel kind of collected, I guess, you know? Yeah, like put together. Yeah. yeah, so I splurge on them because that's the only thing I really splurge on anymore. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. So, Well, I used to. Um, I Even though nobody sees me, I still get my hair done.
0: Yeah, because it just makes me feel good. It, like, it's not mm-hmm. even about other people. I, I just feel good about it, <laughs> which is the most important part.
1: I've committed to the copper hair. Did I tell you this?
0: I mean, I can see it in the video right now.
1: <laughs> right. But I don't know if I told you. I like, I bought like three bottles of hair dye. So that's like several months of the copper for me. Huh. But I also started dyeing my eyebrows, which is the first time I've ever dyed oh, my eyebrows in my that. entire life. Yeah. So I bought like an auburn pencil yesterday. Oh, my God. It was so weird. But yes, I've uh, changed my eyebrow color, which I've never done before. I was so scared.
0: It really brings the look all together. Yeah.
1: yeah, I have um I had a meeting with the government. <laughs> it sounds a lot crazier than it is, but it's the FBI they, agent um... knowing how we talk about murders every
0: week. And... Yeah. <laughs> he was
1: he's like, just to clarify, I need your fingerprints. now. um he like looked at my application and was like, Uh, it says that you're you have brown hair, but your hair is red. Do you want me to change your application? And I was like, No, it's naturally brown. So we're <laughs> the we're terrible fooling, change again
0: in the week. We're fooling some people.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So I mean, it looks good, honestly, from here.
1: Thanks. You can't really see. It's a pixelated camera.
0: <laughs> we talked about this. I look like absolute <laughs> shit on Zoom calls.
1: <laughs> um. So where are we going this week?
0: Um. We are going to. Kampala, Uganda. Is that how you pronounce it? I really need to look up these names before we talk on the podcast, but I never do because I'm me and I'm a mess. I don't know.
1: I actually, I cheated. I did something bad this week. Please tell me. So. Tell everybody. <laughs> I am doing a cult, which I'm really excited about. They have five different locations. They aren't located where we are talking about today, but I felt like they were spread out enough to be okay hopefully that's okay No, i think it's okay, okay sometimes
0: okay. we talk about like maybe doing like a you know a couple kilometers like around mm-hmm. each city just because i mean sometimes it's hard to find like really interesting cities in these random cities that we choose mm-hmm. that the random generator picks for us right
1: yeah so mine's just uganda as a
0: whole okay well now it's a uganda episode <laughs> as <general. laughs> Um, But you go first this week, right? I do, yes. So today I'm going to be discussing
1: something that we haven't talked about on the podcast before. And I'm excited to introduce something new to all of you. Today I'm going to be talking about the doomsday cult in Uganda called The Movement for the Restoration of the Ten Commandments of God.
0: Oh my god, cults are my favorite because they're crazy! Really though,
1: (laughs) this one was pretty wild. They were a doomsday cult, so, you know.
0: I love Suzy <laughs> <laughs> They really are. It's getting crazy. <laughs> yes.
1: So uh, I stumbled upon a couple of disclaimers while I was doing my research, and I wanted to just throw it out there. Uh, it is hard to find 100% accurate information on cults and cases like this. There seems to be a lot of speculation due to cultural differences between news outlets and the local citizens and the believers of the cult. Um, you know, there's just different ways of thinking. There's also I mean, they're
0: never truly honest. True.
1: And there's also um, anti cult agenda that was placed upon this case specifically. So we don't truly know all the details about this tragedy. Lastly, the authorities that handled the investigation of this case aren't truly equipped for these types of cases. Uh, they just don't have a ton of resources, as Uganda remains one of the poorest countries in the world as of twenty thirteen. So um mm-hmm. It just It's just different. They don't have as many resources um, as, you know, the United States polices do, and I just wanted to throw that out there.
0: Yeah, Uganda is a very poor country, mm-hmm. so it's harder for them to deal with these kind of issues. Right.
1: Yes. So, according to Murderpedia and Wikipedia, the beliefs of this group were to obey the Ten Commandments and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, Just Mm -hmm. a refresher for those that may not know the Ten Commandments, here was the rules that the group followed. The first one is, you shall have no other gods before me. The second one is, you shall have no idols. The third one is, you shall not take the name of the Lord, your God, in vain. The fourth one is, keep your Sabbath day holy. Five is, honor your father and mother. Six is, you shall not murder. Seven, you shall not commit adultery. Eight, you shall not steal. Nine, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. And ten, as you shall not covet. The group believed that if you wanted to avoid hell during the apocalypse, you had to follow the commandments exactly. It is said that this group feared talking because of the Ninth Amendment. <laughs> amendment, um, the Ninth <laughs> Commandment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> America culture is literally ingrained in us.
1: <laughs> oh my God! It was also rumored that sex and soap was forbidden, and the group. Uh, regularly you, uh, that's my biggest problem <laughs> no and the group regularly fasted on fridays and mondays only eating one meal a day it was rumored i don't know if this is true or not it was rumored that they would talk in sign language sometimes because they didn't want to be heard gossiping in their groups which i think is crazy um located in rural kananga the leader joseph kim Kibutiri came up with the religious movement after growing up with a Catholic background. So they they say that their beliefs are rooted in the Catholic Church, but
0: they split off from the Catholic Church. I mean the way you literally say like he made it is like <laughs> proof that that is just him being like, I'm gonna make my own thing. Seriously.
1: Yeah. So he actually ran for political office in the nineteen eighties. Um
0: Yeah, how'd that go? He
1: I don't think he won. <laughs> um, <laughs> He was considered wealthier for Uganda, and he actually had enough land to donate and build a school. Um, so his school was an Orthodox school, and mm-hmm. um, I would consider him pretty wealthy if he has enough land to donate a school and also build the school. So I think he was doing pretty good for himself. Um, Yeah. Starting in 1984, he started to claim that he had experienced sightings of the Virgin Mary. Uh, This was a pretty popular thing in the 80s. Uh, It was actually a part of a religious movement in the area that focused on miracles and visions of the Virgin Mary called Marian apparitions. In 1989, so a couple years later, four ish years later, he met a Mm -hmm. woman named. Dona, I don't know her last name, M-W-E-R-I-N-D-E. This experience with her is believed to have a strong influence on him and him starting his church. She,
0: okay, so like kind of like set it off into motion?
1: Yes. So she said that she could see the Virgin Mary when she was looking at a certain stone on the mountains. Um, Apparently the stone looked just like the Virgin Mary and she could talk to her through the stone. She was a prostitute and had come to Joseph to repent of her sins. Um, it was also mentioned that she had a long standing record of making these types of accusations about seeing the Virgin Mary. So this was popular for her to do. But her interaction with Joseph was believed to be the lead to the creation of the cult. So her and her family were traveling around Uganda traveling and spreading the news of the stone that she saw on the mountain and just like preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Mm -hmm. when her father passed away a few years later, Joseph took her father's place. So, okay. So then this is like another manipulative story like Mm -hmm. you kind of had last time. Yes. Starting in the 1990s, the group began to publish a booklet that they would give to people during their um worship sessions and as they were traveling entitled quote a timely message from heaven the end of present times." end quote mm-hmm. uh this is where they started really focusing on the end times and the apocalypse um joseph kind of made this group called the new Prophets, which was composed of six men and six women he believed that men and women were equal um because of the Virgin Mary's, like, importance in the group. Well, he had something right. <laughs> he, which was good. I mean, it's a step in a direction, right? So in a direction. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> they went for it, right? So um, yeah. during the late 90s, the group lived together on land that was producing pineapple and banana. So they were just living on plantations. That was purchased by a popular priest at the time. He actually had a Ph.D. from the United States, so he was held uh, very high in the area and respected. Mm -hmm. Um, And his name was Dominic Catarababo. He had more money available, and that really allowed them to grow the church more. Um, The group had made pretty good profits off of the banana and pineapple plantations and they mm-hmm. were able to buy all the... do you
0: know mm-hmm. if the cult members had to like work it is that yes. how it was going yes so
1: okay. um they basically had to sell everything they had and then they all moved in to live communally together oh god yes
0: i hate everybody i know <laughs> <laughs> be hell
1: yeah so um they made pretty good profits off of these plantations and then they were able to buy up houses throughout uganda mm-hmm. um use to create or used to help recruit worship and uh school the children that they had during this time it was believed that Credona would talk to the virgin mary through everyday objects so she had like a secret telephone system that her and the virgin mary had and she would like tell her about the end times and dates and things like that
0: oh my god i'm sorry i don't believe in cults at all i know i know <laughs> <laughs> somebody like laughing through this whole thing because yeah. i'm just like
1: it just Who told you Crazy. That? Yes. So, in the
0: 1997, in
1: 1997, there were almost 5,000 people in the movement according to a filing oh, wow. with the government. Yeah. So they had a lot of people living on these plantations and throughout Uganda that believed in these teachings. Um, a year later, the group was accused of unsanitary conditions, child labor, and um, kidnapping. But the government allowed them to reopen, so I'm not really sure if that was just a rumor or that was something that was investigated and later was disproved. Um, Mm -hmm. All I know is that that was filed with the government, and then they withdrew that complaint. Okay. Of course. (laughs) Right. Of course. So the group believed that the year 2000 was going to be the year of the apocalypse. As the year 2000 quickly approached, leaders urged members to confess of all of their sins, sell their clothes and cattle for cheap, and they stopped working in their plantation fields.
0: They really chose, like, a 2000s as, like, a... (laughs) I don't know. It's just, like, funny because I'm like, why you really pick, like, an even number? I know. Do that on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: going to psychoanalyze that. Yeah. (laughs) The year 2000 seems scary. I mean, I think um, if you would ask, like, somebody from the 60s what the year 2000 was going to be like, I think they would be, like, flying cars and, like, all of this crazy stuff. And, like, none of that Which has happened yet. Have. Yeah. So I think a lot of people thought that the year 2000 was going to be crazy. Um, actually, Uganda as a whole. Like, it was going to, like,
0: change all at once. <laughs> right, exactly.
1: Uganda as a whole didn't really pay much attention to this group. Um, but obviously, this group was growing in popularity. And so when January 1st, 2000 came and nothing happened, the group just turned into complete chaos. Um, oh
0: god oh god imagine you're like it's over I'm gonna die and
1: then nothing
0: happens
1: (laughs) it's just like the Mayan calendar like in I think 2014 when the Mayan calendar was like it ended oh that was 2016 am I wrong? I don't know I don't know what year it was see at this
0: point I'm like hmm
1: but I remember them being like today's the day that everyone's gonna die and I remember like hanging out with my friends and being like when are we gonna like
0: when are we gonna explode (laughs) (laughs) so when is it so why are we here? <laughs> Still, yeah, <laughs> big wood
1: payments to the movement for the restoration of the Ten Commandments of God almost stopped completely, and the Uganda police started to suspect that members were forcing um their people to sell off their remaining belongings and donate it to the church. Um, starting in March 2000, the group began preparing for their last feast. By killing cattle and buying Coca Cola. Ah, what a cute little last meal. (laughs) So on March 17th, the group believed that it was going to be the end of the world. Okay. I guess they made a miscalculation for January 1st. They believed March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, was going to be, you know, (laughs) the end of the world as (laughs) we know it.
0: (laughs) I like. They're like, well, wait another three months. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Pushing it back.
1: Sorry. Sorry. We weren't ready yet. Um. Yes, so they actually ended up drinking 70 crates of soda, according to Wikipedia, which I think is
0: crazy. There's a lot of people there. Damn, I would die. (laughs) I would not want to drink that much because when I die, that means I was about to like pee myself. True.
1: That's very true. (laughs) Like, no. No. That's Um, not it. Also, I'm a vegetarian, so I wouldn't eat the three bowls that they killed for their feast.
0: But that's I mean, honestly, if if it was my last meal, I might just say, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So what's interesting
1: is the outsiders of the group were all told that the end of the world was coming on March 18th. Um, Police believe that was because they wanted to throw off the police from the leader's true intention. Dominic, one of the main guys, the guy with the PhD, he bought 50 liters of sulfuric acid several days before March 17th. So members gathered to worship together when nearby neighbors heard an explosion. Oh, God. Five hundred and thirty members of this doomsday cult engulfed into a fiery blaze. The windows and doors uh, were blown off the building and police believe that Dominic put the sulfuric acid into the bonfire.
0: Oh, my God. That's terrifying. Imagine. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So five of the leaders uh, were believed to have died in the building. So he set it off like himself. Yes. And he was one of the people that died. In the building. Of course. Yes. Of course.
0: Can't get uh in trouble for his actions.
1: Four days after the fire, authorities decided to search other properties owned by the movement because they had other properties throughout Uganda. I think four in total. Um, Within the properties, six bodies were found at one location. 153 bodies were found in another location. 155 bodies were found at Dominic's personal home. Um, all of which had been poisoned and then stabbed. And then 81 bodies were found at Joseph, the main guy's house. However, investigators believe that the man that started the cult, Joseph, was murdered weeks prior to the church fire that killed 530 of its members. Wait, how many people? I missed that part. So the death toll kept rising. Um, The death toll was, when it first happened, estimated to be around 788 members.
0: Oh, my God. So many people.
1: Mm -hmm. What's interesting is even though there was a fire um, that killed 530, most of which had been poisoned. So they believe that the members were poisoned and then um, everything was set on fire to get rid of the evidence. After the interviews with the living members... Um, this was actually ruled a mass murder instead of a cult suicide, which I think is very interesting because evidence points to, oh, well, they all killed themselves. You know, they they went into this final feast knowing that they were going to die. And um, they're now saying that it's something completely different. So the evidence that ruled it to be a mass murder and not a cult suicide is as followed. And this is information from B.A. Robinson. Quote, the discovery of the bodies at other locations, the fact that the church had been boarded up, and the presence of Incan diaries and the possible disappearance of important sect leaders all point to this theory. Additionally, witnesses said that the movement leadership had never spoken of mass suicide when preparing members for the end of the world. End quote. That means? They were afraid that they didn't have enough money, and so they killed their, their members. That's literally
0: crazy to me, like, Mm -hmm.
1: and they were covering up as a willing cult suicide, kind of like um, what Heaven's Gate, you know how all of them sat. I
0: mean, it's just like unbelievable. You got all these people together, which is going to spend a lot of money, and then it didn't work out how you wanted to. So you're just like, gotta kill them. There was a lot of theories.
1: The first one was that it was a mass murder, and the only evidence that they had, um for it being a cult suicide was there was one initial report that was never confirmed that um, said that the members poured gasoline all over their skin before the explosion and fire. Mm -hmm. But that was quickly dismissed because all of the doors and windows were boarded up before the uh, explosion. So how would the witness see into the building if they were watched? Like, it it wasn't possible. So police ruled it out as a uh, possibility because there was no witnesses that
0: could actually confirm that. It's just, like, unbelievable. I'm, like, literally speechless because it's just unbelievable to me. (laughs) To be like, why did you? Why? Just why?
1: (laughs) If it was a cult suicide like Heaven's Gate is, I understand that. They just—it was a—it was a mass murder. Leadership was charged with mass murder. As I was they not should. expecting it. I was just not expecting that they were going to kill their members.
0: Yeah. So, so um, did mm-hmm. anyone get charged in the end? Like,
1: yes. Yeah. So to this day, authorities believe that the two that started it all, Joseph and Credona, mm-hmm. escaped the flames. And they were issued an international warrant for their arrest. They haven't found the two. They don't know if they're actually alive or dead. Um, But they think that they escaped and are actually out there somewhere. Um, It was later said that the body count was somewhere between 924 and uh, could be over 1,000 dead. So uh, the numbers just kind of go vary between like 778 to over 1,000. Imagine surviving, though. That probably feels really good. <laughs> Imagine, like, being 15 minutes late to the party. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that would be me. I would have survived. <laughs> you're just, like, watching them board up the house, and you're like, uh, I'm going to pass on that.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe that would have been, like, oh, the reawakening.
1: Right, exactly. So that's why my parents worry about me. Oh, my God, but your story was so good.
0: How can I follow it? I mean, you'll find a way. I don't think it was. I mean, I enjoyed every moment of it every time you talk. Thanks, bitch. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Time for my story. So I am talking about the Kampala Wedding Massacre, which is a massacre, obviously, that occurred (laughs) at a wedding party, obviously, Obviously. in Nagura, Kampala, Uganda, in June 26, 1994. So this is one of the deadliest. I mean, they say it's like one of the deadliest shooting Mm -hmm. incidents, like worldwide at the time. Okay because um, it happened in 1994 so you know there's been a hell of shootings shooting since then, right. unfortunately right um so i kind of like really wanted to do the story after your story last week because we talked about like abusive relationships mm-hmm. and how um like your your guy I forgot his name though um your guy like manipulated his um mark. his wife mark Huff. mark thank you yep um manipulated his wife so i wanted to kind of talk about this because mm-hmm. in this way it's still um I don't know, this guy did not have to do what he did. Okay. So the murder in the scenario is not, it's not a scenario, it happened. In this uh
1: believe story. story.
0: <laughs> See, I'm already worse than you. That's why I was saying I can't follow you. I'm twist. always worse when I go second. <laughs> um but his name is Richard Comek Comekek. Maybe These, the last names are hard. <laughs> yeah, they are typical. The roughly sounds like we don't have, um, so my mouth does not know how to do the movement, mm-hmm. like the sound mm-hmm. to like go from like consonant to vowel like that. Yeah. But anyways, um, there's not much information on his past, but it seems that he joined the military when he was young. He was a Ugandan soldier from the Uganda People's Congress party. He was an ASV, so an armored security vehicle soldier. So mm. he'd been in the military and Uganda has had um civil unrest kind of for a while with the government and the military being too involved in civilian lives. I don't know too much about it. I can't really speak about it, so I don't want to mm-hmm. but that has kind of been an issue. Yeah. Um, so what happened he got invited to this wedding party and it was actually the groom was a member of his opposite political party which is a thing in uganda i don't know much about it It was like the parliament party i think Mm -hmm. um but he still went anyways and at that party he got very drunk okay um which is something i would like to do if you had your wedding that would be me (laughs) but i would not do what he did i'm just saying no you just say you wanted to be an open bar yeah, yes. no, I have requested it multiple times before <laughs> COVID, <laughs> but COVID happened. I did not get my open bar. Um, so at the like I said, at the party, he was very drunk, and he asked Irene Ati Ati to dance, mm-hmm. but she said no. That's when he kept insisting that she dance, and she kept saying no. Mm-hmm. So then he try- got more aggressive and tried to force her to dance. Oh. And she said no. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when it became a problem and the wedding guests started to get involved. So they had to like pull them apart, had mm-hmm. to like make sure that he would stay away from her. Um, but he was still being aggressive, wanting to dance with her. Um, and so he had to be separated from her. Eventually he get began to riot. And so he was expelled from the festivities. Wow. So he was like kicked off the grounds. However, because he was super drunk. Well, I think it's more than that. But and he decided that he should go get a semi-automatic rifle. Why? So he came back 10 minutes later. So imagine like the 10 minutes of peace being like, oh, so glad that guy's gone. <laughs> Only for him to return with a semi-automatic rifle. He first killed Irene Addy for saying no. Okay. To the dance. And then he randomly began shooting at people. So Did a lot of guests go are in running. and then
1: open fire?
0: Yeah, essentially. Okay. I don't know how he managed to like get her first so, though. Without anybody seeing him.
1: Yeah. Or maybe he did it so fast that he, like, came in so fast that people didn't even realize. I mean, you're at a wedding. You're not expecting somebody to no. actively shoot. But now I have to worry about that. So thank you. <laughs> yeah.
0: He then began to randomly shoot at different guests. And 11 people died on the spot. Wow. Because he just kept going. And they began to run. There was, like, panic. People were being, tar- like, trampled. Mm-hmm. You know, food was flying everywhere. The typical right. um, panicking, obviously. And then um three others died like, once, like, after being shot just, like, over over the course of the night. Mm-hmm. And then 12 more died in the hospital, which brings it to 27 in total. Wow. People who were killed and 13 others were seriously wounded. Not to mention the groom was also killed, which sucks. Dang. I mean, it sucks that all of them die, but, like, imagine that's your wedding day and you're, like, getting married and you're, like, can't wait to marry the love of my life. Right. And he is murdered at your the terrible wedding. Literal reception from hell. Eventually, after shooting everybody um Richard went off to a secluded area and tried to kill himself so he turned the gun on himself Mm -hmm. and he tried to like shoot himself in the mouth but I don't know why but it didn't work I don't know if it was out of bullets or if like he um just they couldn't get the like you know what I mean like the adrenaline to do it or whatnot yeah so he pretended to be dead instead and it kind of worked because he had wounds on his forehead so it Mm kind of like he already had blood and stuff on him yeah so it kind of helped so after the police arrived, they made a barrier around him to, like, stop people from harming him because everyone was like, everybody Super him. mad? Yeah. So but they, like, wanted to, like, beat up his, like, dead, like, body because they didn't know if he was dead or not. Dang. Um, that's when he, like, like, saying quotation marks, like, came back to life and then the police, like, really had to put a barrier around him. Oh, my God. Yeah. So the cops had to try to stop people from, like, lynching him. And Irene Ati's father actually broke through the police barrier and ended up. Running towards him full fledged and crushed his skull, killing oh. him instantly. Wow, I know. So he kind of got us like revenge. I know, yeah, there is some justice in this story. I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, I know because <laughs> he was very angry, as I can assume. Yeah, um, no government had any comment after this incident. Um, usually because I mean, the government's not fully involved in Uganda's crime, from what I understand, right. Um, and already because the area was considered a center of anti-government guerrilla gru- gru- activity, it was already, like, kind of a hot spot for, like, instances to happen with the government not getting involved. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And since the government kind of arms its party's youth wing with automatic weapons already, it's not unknown to have rifles and, mm-hmm. like, shootings. But Right. Yeah. So, um, shootings at weddings is why my parents worry about me. <laughs> We'll and have to remember sister, that for your wedding when you you get married. Ew, you think I'm getting married? Sure. Why not? You never know. <laughs> I would only do it for, like, the taxes. Because I'm like, okay. I, don't, I just feel like Fun I could fact. just, like, be with somebody forever. You don't
1: get anything off your taxes for getting married. All right.
0: Then I'm not getting married. Thank There's you. Literally, no.
1: <laughs> you Don't get anything. We're, you, the one that I talked to, I don't know, when we first met and you were like, I don't think I would ever get married, but I would live for, with someone for, like, 10 years to get um whatever oh called. that was me that's that was you me. okay i remember talking when we first met we were, you were like what 16 yeah <laughs> and you were like i don't that's crazy think about. i don't think i'm gonna get married but i would live with someone long enough where it's seen legally as a union by the government yeah
0: or i'd be like the fiance of somebody for like years
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't know it's, i mean it's a personal choice it's a big choice a big commitment and it it doesn't matter what your option like what your choice is that's kind of what i mean like if you because you're married and i'm like i love you yeah (laughs) and i yeah and you're happy so like that's what you should do Mm -hmm. why are your parents proud of you this week after that very nice sentimental talk after a massacre yeah
1: thank you um i think they're proud that we survived 2020 hell yeah oh my gosh i'm so glad that year's over watch
0: something's gonna freaking
1: explode next week I know. I no, know. it's been
0: too quiet for too long. I know. COVID, now what?
1: Well, I mean the cases are still rising, so <laughs> what are we
0: gonna do? Yeah, you're right. It's yeah, you're right. A never ending. I know I hope everyone's staying safe. Who listens? Mm-hmm. Um I know we have been very careful, but still you can be careful and still get it and still have problems. So be careful. For all I know. Hard, hard out there. So why are your parents proud of you? because <laughs> i survived i want to be like i lived another year like yeah <laughs> but that sounds like really sad and like no i'm gonna go to therapy but like you're already doing that. <laughs> I, I am already doing. i am a big advocate of therapy yes um it's really healthy and that's why i'm like always happy to talk about it um but i uh, i don't know like like literally just like surviving another year like continuing so working hard i think that's yeah. all stuff to be proud of of course what about like you is it about the same for you
1: yeah i mean i think 2020 was a year that nobody expected was going to happen. Like I remember in March when we first went to remote work at my job, I was like, we're going to be back in two weeks. I'm not going to really worry about it. And then it just kept getting worse and worse and murder hornets were introduced and, you know, everything with the unrest, um, happened. And, you know, it's just like a combination of so many sad things happening at once. It was a hard year and, I don't know. I'm hoping that 2021 is going to be better, at least in yeah. some respects. Like, <laughs> we'll see.
0: Yeah, honestly, we can only just, like, sit and watch. I know. Really,
1: though. <laughs> we were, we're just all I do is sit. on. Uh, yeah, on my couch. Yeah, I can't wait until, like, my grandkids are like, so what did you do during 2020? And I'm like, I don't. I, I watch TikTok videos and finish Bates Motel. Uh, Mad Men and a whole bunch of other television shows. So, (laughs) Jinx, you owe me a soda. You could drop it off my porch at any time. Oh my God, I have not heard that in so long. I know. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'll send it to you.
1: I'll take a a Baja Blast, please.
0: (laughs) Dude, I love Baja Blast. We We haven't talked about Taco Bell in a while. I know. I know. So,
1: we went to Taco Bell the other night and we're kind of disappointed with the menu selection. They've taken away so many really great items. But they need to stop, and they need to listen to the people, and they need
0: to bring back those potatoes. Yeah, everybody loves the potatoes, especially because Taco Bell's always been really good for vegetarians and yeah. vegans. So for them to take away a staple, a staple starch, yeah, is the audacity. Yeah, is all I'm gonna say. Not a fan. So yeah, that's- this is a call out to Taco Bell right
1: now. <laughs> since we're sponsored by them, um, yeah, <laughs> or since we sponsor them. Stop. <laughs> really, people
0: are going to start believing we're actually sponsored by them.
1: I don't mind if they send us the sweatshirt. I'll literally rep their brand. I don't care.
0: No, I would wear the shit out of a Taco Bell sweatshirt. Are you kidding me? It would be my staple fashion piece. Once again, thank you for listening to this episode. You should listen to us all on all streaming platforms that we are available on. Just thank you guys for supporting us through this whole year. We really appreciate it. I, I think we're about halfway through the podcast. Like, yeah, we're like almost at through- 50. Fit, yeah, we're not 50 It's like 22. <laughs> okay,
1: what do you mean halfway through the podcast?
0: Like, I mean, like halfway through the year of like a year anniversary. What's oh uh, yeah, six yeah. months. Yeah. yeah. So we've been doing this for a while now, and we're like feeling so happy to be able to do all this and mm-hmm. have listeners, and it yeah, it just feels Keeps really good. Growing. So thank you guys. Honestly, we really appreciate it, and yeah, so just keep telling your friends and family about us. Keep doing those five star reviews we hope unless you have a problem with us please please don't, please don't, don't rate us, we're very, us. <laughs> we're very sensitive we will cry we will 100% um, cry on air <laughs> we
1: could do it on we'll air we'll read your comments and just be crying for an hour and a half that's so <laughs> yeah. funny thanks so much for listening to this week's episode we do have a very special announcement about scheduling um, and some changes that we're making to the podcast we will talk about it a little bit more the next time we post but what we're going to be doing is posting a new episode on the first and third wednesday of each month
0: we promise it's going to be worth it um they're gonna have longer episodes more details we want to be able to answer any questions you may have about these cases and just um make sure that we really get into them so you guys have all the information that you might need to really get involved uh We know true crime stories and folklores and stuff are a lot to handle. So we're hoping that coming down to every two weeks now will give us more time to really focus on the tiny details. And so that's all we want to add. But we should wrap up. Lisa's calling me. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. So bye.
1: bye. Oh, my goodness.